Thanks for joining us today on the NateHoldridge.com podcast. Today, we're looking at the life of Joshua and talking about his early development as a leader. If you remember Joshua from the Old Testament, you know that his life was stacked with amazing examples of God's faithfulness. And our hope is that these stories would give you some fuel for trusting God in your life and in your area of leadership. Also, just want to let you know that the audio quality for the first few minutes of our conversation are pretty poor quality. Uh, we had a little bit of a mishap with the recording, but saw it pretty quickly and fixed it. So with that, we hope that you enjoy today's episode. to like I feel so prepared for this mm-hmm. or you like feel really like in over my head or you like we'll just see we'll see what happens <laughs> see what happens what were you that feeling when you jumped right into that it was a big leadership position I think I was a mix of both of those feelings yeah you know both 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 sides of the the spectrum yeah you know just uh, really believing in that uh, you know God had called me to it and had prepared yeah. me for it and that I was going to continue to learn and grow, you know, as the years oh, went yeah, by, absolutely. you know, which I'm still, you know, obviously really hopeful for, but definitely lots of, of, um, you know, thoughts of just my own limitations, uh, my own things, I, uh, insecurities right. and just wondering like, what do I, what do I do next? You know, how, how do I really, you know, execute this and, mm-hmm. and unfold uh, this and how, how do I lead, you know, in this way? So yeah, I was, I was kind of a bundle of, of both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's a big bag of just kind of like, yeah, one is going to happen, but also it's a really cool way to enter into a leadership position, knowing that God has called you and that you can kind of like go in that confidence that God is leading in that Absolutely. Direction. Yeah. And believe, just really believing in that at the end of the day, no matter how I feel, no matter what limitations mm-hmm. I might be experiencing, that God is with me, that God is for me, that God is going to get me through this, that he'll prepare me, that he's going right. to enable me, and that even in my failures, he's going to be faithful. You know, to have that yeah. kind of belief, that kind of confidence, it really kind of helps you get through and just continue pushing. Yeah, totally. It's really cool to hear. I was kind of curious about that because we're talking about Joshua in this um, podcast episode right. who... Man, talk about getting thrown into like some leadership. Oh my goodness, <laughs> seriously. It's just so wild thinking about the stories from the Old Testament about his life and the things that he led the people of Israel mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. after Moses. And it's just, is wild. And yeah. this article is really cool. I mean, you and I were talking about this beforehand. How we will, I hope that people will read this article because there's so many powerful stories about how Joshua... Um, became like prepared for just the next thing in front of him, the next thing in front of him. Yeah. And that God's really showing himself faithful through every single situation that he went yeah. through. Yeah. And uh, because it's so heavily story-based, this article, and even just, I mean, the, the story of Joshua, obviously, I, I would love just to ask you about these stories and you can kind of just, it can be like yeah, kind of story sure. time with Nate a little sure. bit. <laughs> yeah. So, for, let me do. Let me do a little bit of recapping. Yeah, or please a, do. Like preparatory work for it. So the yeah. the idea is that when you open up to the book of Joshua, 
you read of the the transition is complete okay and moses has said to joshua this is what you need to do you know be courageous right don't fear the lord's with you go you know obey the word don't turn from it to the right or the left go you know, mm-hmm. and then what unfolds in the book of Joshua is him leading the people of God into the promised land. Yeah, right. And so the premise of the article that I wrote was, hey, that's not the first time Joshua appears in the Bible. Yes, right. All throughout the law, there are these different episodes starting with Exodus 17 mm-hmm. and then following where Joshua appears. Obviously, Moses is the leader, so he's spoken of yeah. way more. In, from from Exodus all the way through Deuteronomy than Joshua is, but that doesn't mean that Joshua isn't seen. Absolutely. He is seen, and and yeah. and by looking at those episodes before the book of Joshua, you can help you you can understand better how God prepared Joshua for yes. all the yes. mega stuff that happened. Uh, in the in the book of Joshua, the actual yeah. stuff of going into the promised land. So mm. my my thought was, hey, what can we learn from those stories that about how God prepared him for that moment? Because we yeah. look at Joshua and we might say, man, I want to be the totally. book of Joshua, Joshua. Totally. <laughs> but maybe there are some lessons that God wants to take us through in building us up. to be able to do that work and so that's these stories you're going to ask me about yes that's where they come from is from the law particularly exodus uh, through deuteronomy yeah and these are ways that god prepared joshua before it was time for him to lead yeah thank you for clarifying yeah yeah. Yeah, these these are all a lot of these i mean these stories are before yeah the book of joshua so these are i mean you list like gosh like six seven maybe eight stories mm-hmm. um, of different things that happened um, in Joshua's life that prepared him for leading Israel. And uh, I thought we could just talk about a few of them. Sure. And I'd love for you just to kind of expound on these stories. So one of the portions of this article is called um, How Joshua Learned to Submit to God's Plan, which is something that, you know, as Christians, we're always... I mean, as we're following God, as we're reading his word, as we're seeking God in prayer, I think there's, there's this attitude that we want to be submissive to God's will. And it was just a really fascinating story about I me, mean, how Joshua kind of learned that in his life. Um, so we believe that God is sovereign, that he sees all, knows all. He's the master planner of all things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but how did Joshua begin to learn about it. I don't want to give any spoilers. Can you just kind of tell us Sure, yeah. So this how one that comes from the story in Exodus chapter 17 when the people of Israel were on their way out of Egypt and the Amalekites attacked them. Right. And down in the valley, Joshua led the Israelite warriors into battle against the Amalekites and then Moses went up to the to the uh, a hill overlooking mm-hmm. the battle and it's that classic story that as long as Moses had the staff raised in the yeah, air, Joshua and the warriors had victory. But when his hands went down, he did not have victory. And so uh, Aaron and her held Moses's arms up right. so that the per- perpetual victory would come. And obviously there could have been some lessons there, like the power of prayer, yeah. the power of God. Totally. But the way I put it was that Joshua was learning the lesson that we must submit to God's plan. And here's why I think mm. that was a major lesson in Joshua's life at that time. 
Amalek or the Amalekites had come out in a direct rebellion against God's Mm -hmm. clear and broadcast and determined will. You see, the whole world at that time knew that God was favoring the Israelite people. Mm -hmm. They'd heard about the 10 plagues against the Egyptians. They'd heard about the overthrow of Pharaoh's armies. And so what the Amalekites were doing is they were saying, we don't accept that. We don't accept that God has a special plan that he is going to unfold in part through this nation. Mm -hmm. So in attacking this nation, we are directly rebelling against the plan of God. And this lesson was huge for Joshua to to learn because he was going to go into a promised land where the, it was obviously not uninhabited. It Mm -hmm. was inhabited. It was a space that other people were living and dwelling in people who, as you learn in those first few chapters of the Mm -hmm. book of Joshua had heard about the people of Israel, had heard about what God had been doing through them, had heard about 40 years earlier, the victory that God had given to them in coming out of Egypt. They'd heard it and not submitted to it. Mm -hmm. They'd heard it and remained unrepentant. They'd heard it and become unwilling to Mm -hmm. become part of God's plan and instead rebelled against it. So this was a really huge lesson for Joshua to learn because God is then in Exodus 17 said, okay, they're attacking you, defend yourself, go get them, Mm -hmm. fight against them. You know, they are rebelling against God's plan. And at the end of the whole story, God tells Moses to write it in a book and all of that. So Joshua is learning right off the bat, right off the bat, okay, the book is important, God's plan is important, and we, we should not rebel against God's plan, we should submit to God's plan, yeah. and the nations around us should submit to that plan as well. So I think mm-hmm. that was a that was a huge one for him to see. Oh yeah, totally, totally. And you also talk about how uh, Joshua learned to stand with God even when in the minority. Um how he learned to stand for God even when the people around him didn't believe that the way he was going, the way he was thinking yeah, was yeah. the right way to pursue, you know? You talk about the um, sending the, the spies out, and I'll let you tell that story in a moment, but I think we can all relate to maybe feeling that way. If we follow God for any length of time, making decisions to, to follow God and to um, pursue him, Sometimes that can come at a bit of a cost. You kind of can buck up against somebody else's idea for your life or maybe the way they see you um, following God. So can you kind of talk to us about what what was Joshua learning um, about staying with God even when it was just like him and one other person? Yeah, Yeah, I heard somebody say recently or right recently, I read somebody say that uh, really in the Old Testament era, if the group agreed with you, you probably weren't heading in the right direction. <laughs> That's pretty true. I mean, the yeah. leadership, yeah. leadership all throughout the Bible, it, it can be a pretty gnarly and lonely experience. Totally. Christina was telling me the other day, she's in her quiet time. She's, I think, about to wrap up reading the Pentateuch, the law, oh, okay. you know, yeah, the book yeah. of De- Deuteronomy. And she just was making the comment. She just said, I mean, how, how rough is leadership? <laughs> you know? Just yeah. always receiving complaints. Yeah. Oh, you know, always pushing up against, you mm. know, the popular opinion, always taking people places that they're not ready to go. It's just challenging. And you could see that all throughout the Old Testament. But anyways, 
Numbers 14 is the story that we're referring referring to here, and it's it's really a very famous and classic mm-hmm. element to Joshua's life, and it's where. You know, he, along with 11 other spies, I don't remember all of their names. They are listed, but uh, one of them I do remember is Caleb because they went, 12 of them sent by Moses to go into the promised land near the end of their, uh, no, excuse me, uh, before, after a couple of years of being, you know, Mm. uh, out of Egypt. And so they go in, they check it out for 40 days. They see the beauty of the land and everything, but they observed, you know, there's nations there and, uh, they are giants, a big lot of people. them, big yeah. people. It's going to be tough for us to overcome mm-hmm. them. And they come back and 10 of the spies say, you know, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. There's mm-hmm. nothing we can do. We have, we've got no business going into this land. And then two of them, Joshua and Caleb, you know, they're, they're very passionate about it. There comes a yeah. point where they're tearing their garments. You know, please, you need to believe. You need to believe in the Lord. Yeah. You know, he can do this. But they had faith and they were in the minority. And the congregation, the, the people of Israel, they sided with the 10. So very quickly they become, became an even more severe minority Hmm. in actually believing in what the Lord could do. So this was huge for Joshua's leadership development, you know, to understand, you know, this thing Mm -hmm. is probably not going to go away. And when I become, (laughs) and when I start standing in Moses's sandals and I become, you know, that, figurehead that leader here in israel you know the reality is uh there are going to be moments where i'm very alone yeah and i'm the only one that sees it i'm the only one that is willing there's a chance that faithlessness is going to come and i just gotta i gotta stand with god stand with god Mm -hmm. even when in the minority so You know, in our modern time, this is really important. Yeah, you know, absolutely. there's theological concepts mm-hmm. and doctrines and beliefs that, as they become more and more of the minority view within Christianity, you've got to still stand with them. Yeah, you know, I think uh, biblical sex ethic is a great example of that. Yeah. you know, in our modern time, you know, totally, we would expect, at least in in the Western culture and world that there is going to be an erosion of the biblical Mm. sex ethic within the public church, you know, over time. And so to come to a place where you say, you know, even if, even if I become more and more in the minority, it doesn't matter. I'm going to, I'd rather stand with God than with Mm. the majority. So Joshua had that firm conviction. You remember at the end yeah. of his life, you know, he was 105 mm-hmm. years old. Oh, yeah. Remember what he said to the people? You know, they'd gone <laughs> into the promised land. They'd done the whole thing. He knew he was going to die pretty soon. And he said, I mean, he said to them, you're not able. You know, you're not <laughs> yeah. able. You're saying you're going to walk with the Lord, but you're not able. As for me and my house, Straight up. we yeah. will serve the Lord. So mm-hmm. there was that decision that he'd made that even if the crowds couldn't do it, he would, he would walk with God. You also talk about how God ordains and calls, which is really, has always been kind of fascinating to me. I think that our, our world and culture looks for different human voices to affirm our leadership, our personalities, um, the things that we're into. But um, there is this special, this special, thing that God does where he ordains people 
um, to do the work in front of them. And you said in your article that God, God's leaders are not called and made by men, but by God. So can you kind of talk about how Joshua experienced this? And then how do we um, experience that as well? How do we recognize that? Yeah, so when Moses was around, jo- Joshua was Moses' assistant. Right. And so he was around with Moses. He actually went up to Mount Sinai with Moses. He would go into the tabernacle with Moses. So he, he served Moses. So he, he got to observe Moses quite a bit. Right. And so at the end uh, of Moses's life, there came a point where uh, Moses ordained Joshua to be his replacement, the next mm-hmm. leader. But it was beautiful because... You know, it was obviously a really big job. And if it had just been Moses saying, I think that we should do this. I think that you'd be a good replacement for me. Then during Joshua's time as leader, there could have been plenty of moments of insecurity, wondering, am I really supposed to be doing this? Or was this this just Moses's idea? But the way that Moses ordained Joshua in Numbers chapter 27 is that it says that the Lord said to him and over and over again, there's this whole paragraph where it's the Lord has called you. The Mm -hmm. Lord is doing this. The Lord has told me. And one of the things that is famous about Moses is that he did as the Lord commanded him. You know, when you see the, the, especially the descriptions after the law was given to Moses and then he went and built the, uh, tabernacle and all the trappings around the tabernacle. It was as the Lord commanded Moses. So he yeah. he was always just doing whatever the Lord commanded him so to do. Cool. Yeah. And and this event was no different. The Lord had commanded him to ordain Joshua. So through that, Joshua would learn that, um, you know, whether a person, you know, even if a person wanted that calling it really was hmm. not up to them it was it yeah. was that god had to call them that god made leaders that god yeah. raised people up and so that would help him to understand you know god has fashioned me for this role god yeah. has put me in this responsibility god has put me in this calling you know which as we look out at our lives there are going to be lots of different things that god has uniquely and expressly designed us hmm. specifically to do and it's helpful for us to know this is God who's done this. The Lord has commanded this. The Lord. Yeah, it's so cool. To kind of wrap this up, Nate, um, I'd love for you just to take a moment and talk to us about just like personal preparation and what that looks like in our lives a bit. Um, we know that Joshua had this really fascinating story. He went through a lot of these different experiences with Moses, learned a lot before he even entered into really being like this senior leader um, for Israel to go into the promised land. I noticed like for, for us, for people, I think, and we've talked about this before, but we can so often just look, um, at our situation now, maybe despise where we're at, hoping that, or wishing that we were somewhere else, Mm -hmm. wishing that our influence was bigger, that we had a bigger following or that we were leading in a different kind of way than we, than we are now. But it just seems like looking at Joshua's life, that there are these moments within the lives of God followers that that God's just preparing for, I mean, all these moments matter and that they're, they're leading towards maybe something in the future that could be really beautiful and extraordinary. So can you speak to that a little bit about just for just the Christian who's following God right now? Um, how do we look at our lives 
as preparatory and how do we see that in the way that God sees it? Yeah, everything that Joshua went through was designed to help him become the man that he needed, needed to become for the more well-known portions mm-hmm. of his life. And you're right. I mean, the experience that Christians often have of, you know, waiting and enduring and feeling, um, you know, impatient at times or sad about the dry times and mm-hmm. seasons of life. Uh, Joshua related to all of those things. I mean, imagine the pain of knowing that for nearly 40 years, Mm -hmm. you are going to be one of the only people in your generation, along with Caleb, your friend, who survived. That everybody was going to die. I mean, it's been said before, but essentially Joshua and Caleb were living in a 40-year funeral procession. You know, they were just watching all that go on with the hope of something beautiful in the future, with the hope of the promised land in the future. And that is a, that had to be painful. Yeah. You know, that had to be painful. And, you know, for anybody who's wanting to see God do more things, wanting to see that fruitful time, the promised land yeah. in a proverbial kind of, mm-hmm. kind of sense, anybody who's wanting to see that, it can be a difficult journey. It can be a yeah. hard thing to wait for. But, you know, as Joshua fought against the Amalekites, or as Joshua went up to Mount Sinai and saw the holiness of God with Moses, or when he saw the destruction of sin as the people of Israel mm. worshiped the golden calf, or when he went into the tent of meeting with Moses and saw God speaking with Moses as a man speaks to his friend or when he saw how cool with it Moses was when Eldad and Medad (laughs) prophesied and even though Joshua didn't like that at first but seeing how the man of God was okay with the spreading out of his spirit or you know when he was in the minority or when he was ordained or when he saw and heard Moses's final words before he went to die you know, in all of those moments for Joshua, God was building something. He was preparing yeah, something, right. you know, in his life. And I think that's really important because I, I for me, I, I always want to carry that attitude that everything I'm going through now, God is preparing me for something that he's going to do in mm-hmm. my life in the future. And it might be something really big. It might be something really small. But everything I'm going through today is preparatory for what God wants to do in my life tomorrow. And to be patient through that. Mm -hmm. Perhaps this helps us just enjoy today a little bit more. And to realize that there is beauty in what God is doing today, Mm -hmm. right now. And that I can't live in tomorrow yet. You know, I can't. I mean, for Joshua in year one of that wander wilderness wandering he couldn't live 41 years later Mm -hmm. in the time when they would cross over the jordan river he had to live in the right now he had to do what was in front of him in the right now Mm -hmm. and so maybe this helps us just kind of embrace that embrace the lessons that god's going to teach the stuff that he's going to do and you know obviously joshua did that god constructed a pretty awesome man (laughs) during those years of preparation and God is to be praised for that. 
Amen. But we also are thankful that Joshua said yes to God, and we yeah. honor him for that as well. Mm-hmm. God receives the credit and praise and honor and glory, but Joshua was no robot in the process oh, that yeah. just, you know, totally. it was forced upon him. He said yes to the Lord, and, and that's beautiful. So mm-hmm. allow the Lord to build you up, to prepare you, and, you know, I'd encourage you to go back to this list in, uh, in this article and consider what what kind consider each one of these lessons and how God might want to use them in your own life for all that he's trying to do in you as well thanks for joining us today in this conversation for more articles and resources from Pastor Nate please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.